of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, your source for common sense conservatism. We're going to be here all week this week, okay? I know it's Thanksgiving. We've got a lot to think about. We've got family to spend time with. This program will be on the air for you Every single day this week, we are committed, as all the other stations do the best of phone-in shows, we are committed because the news does not stop, and we're going to give it to you Thanksgiving and the Friday after. So make sure you join us, Wendy Bell Radio Network app, podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, one and a half million downloads, and growing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen there are apparently if you talk to the quote-unquote experts five stages of grief there are multiple signs that you're living in an abusive relationship and there are various other psychological parameters and benchmarks and steps when we go through something that is an emotional upheaval for us individually or even collectively none of them right now explains how i feel in this moment after seeing so many of the videos that house speaker mike johnson released friday to the public 90 of what, 40,000 hours of video from the Capitol that day of January 6th? And if you've clicked on any of the, of the pieces of the video, you can see exactly what we've been saying, exactly what you've known, what long, long ago you suspected as being just not what everybody said it was. The video I saw was not of people rushing through the hallways of the Capitol building with Capitol police officers or Metro police officers running for their lives or trying to control these angry mobs? Are there areas where people were doing stuff they should not? Absolutely. Should some people have been arrested? Yes. 
Yes, they should have. Were they all federal agents? Now, I don't know that, but one can suspect. One can suspect there is an awful lot going on in terms of the federal agent incitement in January 6th. And so I wish I could tell you that my hands were shaking and I lost sleep over it. I lose sleep over the men and women who've been wrongfully incarcerated. I feel terrible for the family of Matthew Perna, who was so shamed by what happened that he knew he did not do. He was vilified by the media, shunned by his neighbors. I understand the emptiness his family feels as Matthew Perna felt no other recourse other than to end his life. These people did that. They don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about we the people. They don't care about America. There is something far deeper and darker going on in this country than what January 6th supposed to us. There is a system of blackmail and bribery and fraud and corruption and control on a level the likes of which you and I couldn't possibly fathom in our darkest hours. As evil as I could ever make myself out to be, I could not concoct a series of events that would ensnare regular, everyday Americans in order to fulfill what I want to accomplish. And that is where we are. I saw a video that was very suspect. The one that troubled me the most was a video of a man who looked like he had been in handcuffs. His hands were behind his back. He's being escorted out by looks like police officers. He's in the Capitol building itself. He bends down so as to elevate his hands to give the officer who's unlocking his handcuffs a better angle. Takes off the handcuffs. Nobody thinks he's a danger. And then he fist bumps another officer. Now, if you were a protester who was being arrested for trying to overthrow democracy for trying to stop the results the certification of an election if that truly was your impetus you would not be fist bumping the very police officers who were getting in your way and then there's the other video that's been quote unquote fact checked or some extra extra details about it have been illuminated on social media which i find suspect at at the very least. And it looks like a guy wearing a face gator with a Make, Make America Great Again hat who's going up to what looks like a Capitol Police officer checkpoint. And he flashes what looks like to be a badge. Now, what are you doing? Well, it's, it's exactly as we thought, my friends. But beyond that story are thousands of men and women who have been unduly punished and vilified and demonized for being something that they aren't, for doing something that they did not. Some of whom were sent away for more than 20 years, and they weren't even there, not even in the state. And this is supposed to make sense to us. 
So I love when I hear Troy Nels and Mike Lee say it is time to investigate the investigators. Get that entire January 6th committee. Subpoena the hell out of them. You appear before our committee and it's not behind closed doors. It should be televised the same way their unselect committee hearings were. All 10 of those made for TV primetime specials. And they had to hire a network news producer in order to pull it off. Don't ever forget what these people have done to you. The media carried their water. Social media silenced your ability to find out the truth and punished you whenever you did. And we have a whole lot of lawmakers who have been way too laissez-faire about what happened on January 6th, vis-a-vis all of the people who've been arrested. So I love that Republican lawmakers are now calling for investigations into the House Unselect Committee itself and all of its members, namely number one, Nancy Pelosi. Why should Nancy Pelosi and her daughter, the documentary film producer who was given an escort through the bowels of the Capitol complex during the quote-unquote riots of January 6th. Why does Nancy Pelosi get to play by a totally different set of rules than Matthew Perna was afforded? Because you know what I saw in that young man? Walking through the hallways of the Capitol, wearing a red sweatshirt, which no doubt had some MAGA commentary on it, Walking around with a selfie stick, capturing his 14 minutes, his 14-minute sojourn through the velvet-lined walkway through the Capitol building. And that, according to this committee, according to D.C. and Capitol Police officers, who no doubt lied multiple times and we've told you about their lies they perpetuated it and a doj that was all too giddy to ride in hard to shake down innocent people to trample their rights and to throw them away into the garbage heap of uniparty swamp refuse. I'm not angry. My hands are not shaking. My jaw is not tight because we've known. We've known for years. And every single day that we continue knowing without going after those who've done this to innocent people is a day of their freedom squandered and it is unacceptable. The January 6th committee was a sham. We knew it then. Everyone knows it now. It is time to investigate the investigators. And that means you, Liz. That means you, Adam, Benny, Jamie, all of you. You are a national disgrace when we come back on the wendy bell radio program we got all sorts of new polls out ladies and gentlemen this one from florida 
It is really damning for Ron DeSantis. All the details on deck next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Just saw audio soundbite. Ron DeSantis on with Jake Tapper on CNN. Why you would ever go over there, I would never do it. I have no idea why you'd want to talk to somebody who is so demonstratively biased and who just generally sucks. I don't know why you would do it. Ron DeSantis did. Went on, said that Donald Trump is a non-starter. That he believes that he's the solution. DeSantis is because Trump has too much baggage. If he wins, all it's going to do is they're going to dig up stuff from his past. What is there to dig? What else is there to find out? What other smoking gun is there to be concocted? What other storyline is there to, to, to beat upon? I think what the story is, is Ron DeSantis is seeing the, the news and it's not good. How about your headline here on the Daily Mail? Donald Trump opens up stunning 39 point lead over Ron DeSantis in GOP rivals home state of Florida. Wait, what? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm no political expert, but if you can't if you can't get your own state, what are you doing? Who's running this cat's campaign? Because it's terrible. Trump wins 60% of Republican support in Florida. DeSantis, 21%. This is a new University of North Florida poll. Does, does it have tremendous national implications? I have no idea. I mean, I don't usually look at University of North Florida polls. But okay, let's see what it says. Trump won 60%. DeSantis, 21. Nikki Haley, she came in third with 6%. Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey, got two. Now, if it wasn't for the Democrat donors feeding into his coffers, Christie would be out a long time ago, and he ultimately will be. But this is very interesting. Vivek Ramaswamy, it says, only gets 1%. So, and this is not a vast poll. It's only 788 people. However... It is intriguing in this regard. When Trump and DeSantis were head-to-head, 59% of respondents say they'd vote for Trump. 29% say they'd go for DeSantis. Now, of course, this is hugely troubling for DeSantis's camp. Despite historically high approval in the polls, Governor DeSantis losing steam in his home state certainly does not bode well for his national campaign. Even if you wipe out the rest of his competition and a head-to-head, Trump leads DeSantis still in Florida by 20 points. Of those who were questioned, well over two-thirds, 71% said they agreed Trump was just exercising his right to contest the election when asked about his, his, what, How do we want to say this? His conversations, his lawsuits, his strategy, Donald Trump's was after 2020, proving, as he said, election fraud. 71% said they agreed with the statement that Donald Trump was just exercising his right to contest the election. So basically what they're all trying to say, Donald Trump, insurrection, Donald Trump shouldn't be able to be on the ballot. Well, that's one poll. How about this one? New poll finds Biden trails all of the leading Republican presidential primary candidates. Wait, what? 
Now, this is on the Washington Times. It's not even a headline. They tuck this in on the second page, bottom of the fold. President Biden's slide in the polls now puts him behind all of the top Republican candidates. The top is Trump, uh, Haley, and DeSantis. All right. A poll from Marquette Law School shows former President Donald Trump leading Biden 52 to 48% and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ahead of Joe Biden 51 to 49%. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has the biggest lead over Mr. Biden. They are really trying to sell this. You're going to hear this again and again and again. If only Trump would get out of the way, it wouldn't even be cl- It's not going to be close anyhow, I don't believe. But listen to this. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has the biggest lead over Mr. Biden with registered voters nationwide favoring her 55 to 45 percent. So this poll from Marquette University, Marquette Law School, is going to tell you and me that Nikki Haley would beat Joe Biden more viciously than Donald Trump. Okay. Ms. Haley, Mr. DeSantis still trailed Trump in the GOP race. Former president grabs 54% of Republican voters. The other two tie at 12%. So this doesn't really ring true for me on many levels. This whole idea that you're going to get more and more and more. Ron DeSantis dropped it. You're going to get it on on the mainstream media networks. Donald Trump is too damaged. He's going to bring up too much, too many old wounds. We need to move on from Donald Trump. Why is everybody so damn desperate to get that one singular man out of the way? He cannot be bought. He's not part of their slimy bribery extortion plot. They don't have goods on him. They had to concoct them. They needed to wiretap him. And when that didn't work, they had to create the fake dossier. When that didn't work, they set the groundwork for a virus and a riot. All to make sure that a Democrat or someone other than Donald Trump was poised to take the next election. It's clearly what it is. And all of these people who were beaten, who were wrongfully imprisoned, who who had exculpatory evidence withheld from them like Jacob Chansley did, wasn't until Tucker Carlson had that video of Jacob Chansley that Jacob Chansley got out of prison, my friends. Do not doubt me. When we come back on the program, let's get into these polls. NBC given the green light to officially ditch Joe Biden. How do you know? Well, you'll hear it for yourself next. If we look at polling simply as a way to gauge whatever the uniparty is hoping the narrative will be next. That is, not looking at these polls and saying, aha, it's this or it's that, but rather to pay attention to the trends. There is no question that the trend, 
the narrative that is being pushed in these polls, no matter who the outlet is, is that Joe Biden is no longer desired. He's dead wood. He's dead weight. They've been dragging him around. They used him for a while. And they had his old family corruption thing as a backdrop. Hey, you do what we want. There's Barack Obama in the background. Hey, you know, Joe, we know what you've been doing. I allowed you to do it while I was president because I needed to be able to blackmail you as well. Alas, we are. Makes you wonder how much Joe Biden really understands anymore because he's that he's that gone, which is sad. But move along. And you should be investigated and punished to the fullest extent, sir, sir, because everybody knows what's going on. This particular poll, though, and I'm reading this from the Washington Examiner right now. New national poll from NBC News has Donald Trump in the lead for 2024. And you say, well, I mean, of course, why would anybody vote for anybody else? It's been proven again and again and again. The one person who's not deceived us, the one person who hasn't sold us out down the river to another country, the one person who isn't involved in some sordid scheme is Donald Trump. And it just so happens that he's the one that's not connected to the swamp. Amazing. It's not that they're saying that he's going to win. It's that the first time that NBC News has really ever said this. And so we've got a series of audio sound bites to play for you to kind of break this out. All right. So this is Kristen Welker and she's got there. I guess he's there, you know, numbers cruncher by the big screen goofball Steve Kornacki. And she's they're going to they're going to set the table for you here. This is kind of gleeful. Nobody sounds nervous. Nobody's like biting their fingernails. Oh, no, because they're all in on the script. It ain't going to be Joe and it ain't going to be Kamala. Here's audio soundbite number one, breaking the bombshell news. Go. Here it is. Donald Trump we have at 46%, Biden, 44%. And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah, it's 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. Feel the setup. They're laying it out for you. This is big. This is the first time. Oh, my. Wow. Nobody's nobody's edgy. These people are not Trump people. By any stretch, and they're very calm about all this. Big, big deal. Steve, that's right, Kristen. How about the likability idea? Remember Joe Biden used to just be, he's such a nice guy. He's such a good guy. I, I, I don't know who says that. He's lunch bucket Joe. He's like everybody else who's got multiple homes and $30 million in shell companies from proceeds that get shifted all across his family, just like you, just like me, right? Well, apparently the likability thing has kind of evaporated, and the numbers are devastating. Go. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look, at the start of this year, 39% said they had a positive view of Biden, barely 30 of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now the gap is gone. Mm. 36 positive on both. And actually, Biden 
one point more negative than Trump. That's been a significant advantage for Biden. Our poll says that advantage, at least for now, may be gone. And we talked about younger voters on foreign policy, and it's true on a host of other topics. Disaffected with Joe Biden, we have 46% for Trump, 42% for Biden among the youngest voters. The youngest voters in the 2020 election were Biden plus 26. This could be a massive sea change. Could be. What do you mean could be? If, if younger voters in 2020 voted plus 26 for Joe Biden. So th- that's huge. And now he's down four for a swing of 30 points in three years. You don't think that's cataclysmically monstrous? Of course it is. And all of a sudden now, Joe's likability You know, he's just not as likable as he used to be. He's down 10% since January. Is this a coincidence? Is this at all a coincidence that now Trump leads him in the likability? Wait, wait, what? That awful mean orange man bad guy, right? He's more likable than Joe Biden. They are really, really sticking the Thanksgiving fork in his goose. How about this one? They are so desperate for this not to be a rematch. We don't want Trump, but we don't want Biden either. So let's just let's just pretend that neither of these guys was out here. Why are you talking about that? Desperate for you to hear that this is a possibility. Desperate for you to hear the idea that that Nikki Haley has a shot. No, she does not. Any more than freaking Ron DeSantis has a shot. Come on. Audio soundbite three. And if you take a look here, two, everybody sort of says, hey, I'm not too nuts yeah. about the possibility of this matchup. So we said, let's measure this one way. And here's how we did it. Biden against an unnamed Republican. This is just a referendum on Biden, basically. And look at this. He goes Ooh. from being in a, a dogfight with Trump to being double digits wow. behind, but then flip it around. Trump against an unnamed Democrat. Trump goes from leading against Biden to being down by six points against the Democrat. Wow. There's there's Welker, Kristen Welker. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Huh. Please. You guys are such terrible actors. See, they think that we still believe what they're saying. Like, do, 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 distrust in for the first time ever. Well, you know what? Putting up a hypothetical matchup is idiotic. It's going to, if unless Joe dies or the Democrat Party comes in and just says, you know what, brother, peace out. We're going to presume it's Joe and Trump. All right. So I don't know who would come in if it wasn't Joe Biden. I don't know. I don't think I don't think freaking what's his face. Newsom has any great shakes. Nobody likes Gavin Newsom. They're trying to tell you if you take Trump out of it or you take Joe out of it and you put in a no name person, both Trump and Biden lose. Really? So you can put in just whomever. This is the story that they're trying to to grease for you now. Neither. If we're going to eliminate, we're going to sacrifice Joe. You've got to give us Trump. We're not going to. That's what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. And the Daily Caller is all over this. Latest NBC poll shows Donald Trump beating President Biden in 2024 for, quote, first time in networks, quote, history. There's a reason they put air quotes around these these words. 
Welger was joined by national correspondent Steve Kornacki Sunday during Meet the Press to discuss the latest polling for the 2024 general election. Kornacki stated Trump now leads Biden by two points, holding at 46 percent. And this is significant, Welker said, because this is the first time. Yeah, 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 you're right. The network's poll was taken between November 10th and the 14th. A thousand registered voters margin of error, roughly five and a half to five point six percentage points. Look, if they didn't want Joe Biden to slither away, they would not come out and say Donald Trump is leading him for the first time because he leads within totally the parameter of the margins of error. He leads by two. The margin of error is five and a half percent. And they're going to say this is a Donald Trump win. Are you paying attention to what they're doing? Of course. Kanaki notably highlighted that Biden's long advantage has been his likability, but now the gap is gone between the two political figures. Can you believe young people think Donald Trump is as likable as Joe Biden? Lunch bucket Joe with the billionaire ugly man? Come on. It's preposterous what they are doing. And it is obvious what they are doing. The reason why the release of the January 6th videotapes doesn't make me angry as I watch is because we have seen for the better part of of two years going on three, the manipulation of so many different storylines. Let's not forget the beginning of this, ladies and gentlemen. It was a virus intended to scare you, intended to usher in an era of voting, the likes of which we've never had in this country, and then quickly make it a standard operating. This is the way it's going to be. Through that, they were able to lie and cheat about what Donald Trump's numbers were vis-a-vis Joe Biden's. And we knew all of the video from overnight on November 3rd into November 4th, all the anomalies in city after city after city after city, all of which were critical, critical swing state cities. You've known, you've followed along, you've connected the dots Does it surprise any of you? Would it at all if it was completely unraveled how the Democrat uniparty swamp creatures created the narrative of January 6th? How they used their own undercover officers to make sure that it was something that looked violent. That they needed the smoke canisters. They needed people running. They needed Nancy Pelosi's daughter filming a documentary that they had people strategically placed all throughout the Capitol and its grounds to capture the very essence of the narrative that they were so desperate to share with you. That the Republican Party has a faction in it that is so unhinged that they will not accept election results and they will go and they will rush the people's house in an effort to stop the conduct the business of government, all of it from Alpha to Omega was a lie. It was a setup. It was a trap. And more and more people are seeing it for themselves. I don't have to litigate this anymore. 
I don't have to beat my chest anymore. I don't have to reach out to people who are unwilling to pay attention to the truth because it's getting out everywhere and they know it. And this polling shows you the about face that's coming. Who's it going to be? Where are they going to go? Who knows, ladies and gentlemen? I will say coming up next, Dan Goldman. Oh, boy. The representative talking to Jen Psaki. Some people will not let the January 6th narrative go. He's one of them. This is fantastic. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So as the January 6th videos come out and we get to juxtapose the breathless January 6th committee presentation and the testimony of four, at a minimum, four D.C. police officers, excuse me, Capitol Police officers whose testimony is very much in the crosshairs now because these people testified to things that did not demonstrably, according to what we've seen, happen. Timestamp data showing uh, that actually did not happen to you. You were not in that part of the building that you say that you were, Officer Dunn. Why would you lie? Why would Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger be so quick to join this committee and to lie? Think about it. Think about all of this. Why would Nancy Pelosi, as then Speaker of the House, deny Jim Jordan and Jim Banks' request to be a part of the committee? Why would you get to choose, Speaker, your people? And then Kevin McCarthy, when his people couldn't get selected, decided to take his hands and just put them up in the air and say, then we're not going to contribute. We're not going to participate. Don't you find that suspect? I do. Jim Banks does. In fact, we've got some audio coming up later in the show where he says, don't forget, we specifically asked Speaker Pelosi to be a part of this committee. We were rejected. We were denied. And she chose two other lesserlings. People who are Republican name only. I don't even think they're Republican. All of it begins to make sense, does it not? Of course it does. You know this. But there are some who are clinging to life with this. Jen Psaki, on her show over the weekend, Inside, with Jen Psaki. I know, I wouldn't have named it that. It's just weird. Has Representative Dan Goldman on? Isn't he the Levi's family heir? He is. Millions and bazillions and gillions of dollars behind this cat. He's got nothing to lose. And he's going to go on and he's going to double down. And they're going to try to give you the story. That this is wholly dangerous from Speaker Johnson. Why on earth would he make all of this video? This is going to put people in the United States Congress at risk. Everybody's going to see what happens in the inner machinations of the bill. They already know. We already know. Don't try to tell us it's for safety or security, Dan. Because it just sounds very desperate. And this is very desperate. So Dan Goldman is going to tell Jen Psaki that Donald Trump, and they're going to play some audio from the Donald Trump, Jonathan Carl discussion. Jonathan Carl is asking Donald Trump about January 6th. Did you want to go over to the, to the Capitol? 
after you were speaking at the Ellipse. And they're going to use what, what Donald Trump said about his feeling in the moment that day as a springboard. All right? Listen. I want to also turn to Trump, of course, and just some of what the reporting has been around uh, some of his conversations. Also, as we anticipate a year full of trials next year, I want to take a listen to part of a conversation that he had with uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl about January 6th and get your thoughts on the other end. You told them you were going to go up to the Capitol. Were you just... I was, no, I was going to, and the Secret Service said, you can't. And then by the time I would have, and then when I got back, I saw... I wanted to go back. I was thinking about going back during the problem to stop the problem, doing it myself. Secret Service didn't like that idea too much. So, so what... And I could so, have done that. And you know what? I would have been very well received. So there's been so much speculation, contemplation, discussion of what Trump wanted to do, what he knew or didn't know. I mean, do you think as a prosecutor, from a prosecutor, this is something that could be useful in the case against Trump? How will it be used? Yeah, well, I mean, look, he says uh, I would be well received because he knows that the people who were there are his supporters who he riled up and incited to invade and riot at the Capitol and try to disrupt the proper counting of the Electoral College votes. So every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm. New York Attorney General case in New York, a civil case, and, and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now, and his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable questionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Wow. He has to be eliminated. The threat to democracy is Donald Trump, not the people who used January 6th as a backdrop to cover up their own theft of an election. That they used a virus to perpetrate. And you think Donald Trump and his more and more dangerous rhetoric. What did he say? Yeah, I thought about going there. You know, I saw what was going on at the Capitol and I thought maybe if I could go there and I could say, hey, let's stop this, it would stop. That's dangerous. Wait, what? It's so preposterous. It is so desperate. It is so obvious. All of this is illuminating the desperation. They are desperate to neutralize the threat of Donald Trump. Donald Trump on day one, reversing how much of what these people have inflicted on we the people. That is the danger. Erasing all of the freedoms and the securities and the benefits that we added as Americans that are all gone now. Trump wants to bring back. I love it. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two, the narrative is crumbled. And we haven't even seen the body cam video yet. Buckle up. It's next.